Hey, Abby, and welcome back to another episode of the Oak Girls podcast. Welcome. Oh, it's just coming along here. This is our episode, I think, what, six, seven? This will be the seventh episode. Woo! Go us. <laughs> and yesterday was Father's Day. We record these on Mondays, or at least try to. Right. Sometimes technical difficulties happen. <laughs> Father's Day, the only holiday where it's optional, really. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Father's Day, I know, can be kind of tough for some people. There's been definitely many years where I struggled with it, just, you know, getting online or getting on the apps and seeing, you know, everyone on Instagram or Facebook posting about their dad and how great they are. But I do have a little update, I guess, for the the listeners. Um, I guess I didn't really mention that when I was like 19, I reconnected with my dad, so I don't know that I've shared that um, for anyone that doesn't know. But, you know, we've had a rocky relationship, but I went up to the lake this weekend to visit him, and we're, we're working on our relationship, and it was good. It seems like, you know, the last two – because you've seen him twice in the last couple of years, and right? it sounds like those two times that you've seen him have been really good and good for your relationship. Like, way to move on. Yeah. I mean, I think everything kind of ebbs and flows, and – it's definitely like there's effort being put in on by both parties. And a lot of times it's more effort on my part. So I appreciate it. And, you know, I didn't have a terrible Father's Day. So yay me. Yay. That's good. <laughs> so while I was visiting my dad, um, I and this was on Father's Day, too. I'm packing up about to leave. And my stepmom like reads this like joke on Facebook, which then leads me to have to explain to her why people bleach their assholes. Okay. And has she seen an asshole though? Like a pre-bleached and a non-bleached? Like when you see the side to side difference, everyone wants to get their asshole bleached. You know, I'm assuming not because I feel like that generation, like, first of all, like our generation butthole play all butt stuff tossing oh, the tossing the salad it's um, just normal to us i don't think their generation did any of that probably not and i don't want to ask either you know i think that there's still like i mean even in our friend group there's some girls that just are like no no to the butt stuff i'm not that girl but <laughs> those know. girls do exist <laughs> i've only dabbled <laughs> That's okay. You'll get I have there. some things on my bucket list, but I haven't found the person that I trust enough to do that with. Hey, slowly is better than not at all. So, <laughs> but some guys aren't aren't into it either. Because if you think it like all the bodily fluids, all of them end up on them. I feel like if a guy isn't into butt play, like they just aren't super comfortable in the bedroom and with women and just because it's like things get gross no matter what like yeah. we bleed you know like we have I don't know I don't know I think that like I mean I, I've never talked to anyone I don't think that isn't about the butt stuff but at the same time like I know that they exist. I don't know how I know that they yeah. exist. So maybe I have talked to a guy. But, you know, like some I've, dudes don't I've, like poop on their dicks. So they don't do it. Right. I've never personally been with someone that was like grossed out about my bodily functions in general. Yeah. But I do know that there are people that exist out there. Like I just they're not people that I've personally been with. Yeah, Sam says that he, like, whenever stuff like that happens, he just doesn't look. Would you want to experience the end of the world? No. I actually think about it all the time because, you know, as a Catholic, that's what they use to scare you all the right. time. So, like, when I am not in a good place, like, 
mentally or physically and I'm stressed, I actually like think about it. Like I'll lay when I can't like sleep because I Mm -hmm. suck at sleeping. Yeah. My mind wanders to like, how am I going to die? Is it going to be the end of the world? Is it going to be in my children's time? Is it going to be in my children's children's time? Oh, yeah, it definitely could be. If you ask my mom, it's like going to be tomorrow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But honestly, in, in my opinion, I do think that one day the world may end, but I don't think it's going to be the way that, I don't know, in the Bible it says like something crazy is going to happen like with the sun and shit and I don't know. Hmm. But I think that humans suck and we don't take care of this earth. Yeah. Um, There's, (laughs) we're going to be our own undoing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I am so obsessed with the walking dead and do I really think zombies are going to happen? No, but just like the thought of like something so catastrophic happening, would I do fight or flight or, you know, would I just off myself? And I, I'm, I think I would be scrappy. Like I may not be able to fight very well, but I can make good connections with people, find the people with all the guns and, you know, I've experienced camping, so at least I, you know, I have a tent and I could do it if I really had to. You are better than me. (laughs) I talk about this with Sam all the time. Like, we know that if anything happens, like shit hits the fan, civil war starts, whatever, zombies come, I'm going to be one of the first to to die. I have a plan. I am going to be one of the first victims. And it's not even like, I'm just not even going to try, really. I don't have the agility. I don't have the smarts. Listen. If you do. I can't. I don't want to kill anything. I, I cannot kill the thing that I want to eat. And if it, honestly, if it came down to me living or eating pumpkin, I'm killing myself. Okay, you could be a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, oh, fuck yeah. I would choose eating grass over eating my dog. But, right. like, I just, I, I mean... Who knows what the world is going to be like in three years. So uh, as far as like climate and who knows, like, are we going to have crops? Are we going to have all these things? It's something to definitely think about. Yeah. I legitimately have a whole plan with my family. Like I. I'm assuming this is the the McCarvel women. Yes. Yes. My sister and my mom. Yep. (laughs) I am going to go down. Okay. So I've Googled how to disable. Like, so, like, let's say if it was, like, a government takeover or something mm-hmm. where we would need to go incognito for whatever the, the situation is. So, I've literally, like, I would go and disable my car from the OnStar. I've already yeah. Googled how to do it. I don't remember, but, you know, I could probably figure it out. Then I'm going to drive, pick my sister up. Then we're going to pick my mom up. And we we kind of disagree on where we want to go. My sister thinks Canada. I'm thinking Mexico. I would go Mexico. That's what I'm saying. As if it's an intelligent, like an intelligence takeover, Mexico might be next, but Canada will be 100% after America. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I would go to Mexico personally because I would be the one driving because she sucks at driving. Um, so, yeah. It's a whole plan. And, like, the best part is, is, like, if Mexico, if shit, Mexico, if Mexico <laughs> hits, um, shit hits the fan, you can go, like, all the way down. Right. Maybe go to South America. Yeah. You, you can keep going, like, hiding Live in the jungle. Live off the land. Go to the Earth's lungs. Yeah. Do it. And hop in a boat at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably have to get a boat at some point, but it's a great, pl- it's a foolproof, bleh, foolproof plan. I can't have that plan because I have dogs. So, like, I'm just going to tell. You could. It's really Throw hard. Throw them in the car with you. It's really hard traveling Let's go with pumpkin. Dogs. Let's go mocha. Get your asses in the car. <laughs> okay. So, pumpkin is like a psycho. Just driving her to the groomers, I get a headache because she's just constantly barking. So, like, She'll I can't even. Yeah, I know. She she does. Whenever we go to Huntington, it's like the drive there sucks. But then the drive back, she's, like, knocked out. It's yeah. fine. She gets used to it. Yeah. So needless needless to say, I definitely would like to experience the end of the world if I had the option to. But like, would it? Why not? Okay. So hear me out though. Like, let's say it is a geographical thing. People are going to suffer. And I mean like suffer, like starve, drown, die. Like I just can't handle suffering. I'm just saying if it's going to happen at some point, I would like to see it happen 
So Abby likes to watch people suffer. No, that's not <laughs> what I mean. Like if it's inevitable. Yeah. If it's not, then clearly no. But I just think it is inevitable. It is. It's it. it I mean, one day. Like it's even if happen. it's like a meteor and we it just takes every black fucking hole. person out. Like that's what I think about all the time. I literally I if the sun were to fall, like even just come a little bit closer to the earth, we would just just like literally disintegrate and so it would just suck. I and I don't I did not look into this or research it at all. But <laughs> I sometimes find myself on weird parts of TikTok and then some get into more conspiracy theories and I just I just find them funny sometimes mm-hmm. or like interesting or oh, yeah. just to see like what shit people come up with, but this one was more of like the woo-woo sense of like if you keep seeing things in general it's a pattern and it's not a coincidence. Okay. So if multiple things keep happening, it's not a coincidence, which brings me back to my sign situation from callback from two episodes ago. And then <laughs> the last episode, that's a whole different story. Uh, there's been progress, but anywho. So this TikTok video was saying how there was like a meteor or something headed towards earth and they named it C-19, and this was, like, in 2019. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to it. I kind of forget. But then, like, a month later, COVID-19 happened. And so he was – he didn't really have a point to it, but he was like, it's just kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Weird coincidence. So fun fact about me, space literally because of this, like, because of the thought of the end of the world, space freaks me the fuck out I don't understand it I don't like to think about it people are always like do you believe in aliens my answer is always going to be no because I don't want that to be true but honestly too like the UFO stuff like it's an unidentified flying object for a reason and like the military just like last month came out saying that there's literally nothing nothing identifying any type of intelligence now there's life like plants and like possibly animals possibly but they haven't come back from anything well, other I think than it, like bugs and stuff i think if it, there were animals that would that would still technically be life. classified as an alien well i think it would be an or depends because we haven't found any animals i think we've found insects okay or like microorganisms which are considered life but at the same time, like, there totally could be aliens out there. I don't know. Did you hear that they're sending nudes out into the universe? Oh, really? I bet. I wonder if mine are on there. <laughs> All, I mean, I your, sent my own. From your emails? <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally, any dude, any dude. You've all seen them. <laughs> no, I think it's just, like, and it's just a joke that they're calling it nudes. But I think it's to just show the human body, to show, like, the sex organs. Mm-hmm. And to say, here we are. If anyone else is out there, send us back your nudes. That's hilarious. Um, I hope that there's something out there because like as much as I I believe I I, I am, I am Christian. I still I 100% am Christian. I have Catholic beliefs, but I as these like super Christian people drive me freaking nuts and if like I would rather someone be like you were wrong than I, I think there are. There has to be. Right. So. I think the fact that space freaks you out so much is because, like, the thought of figuring out how far it goes mm-hmm. is it's kind of endless. And all the things that can kill us, like, all the things that could just swoop us up right. like, on a random Tuesday. There has to be. Literally. And and that's Going another reason. On a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. that's, like... If the world does end in my time, I want it to be when I'm alone somewhere because I don't want to see my loved ones. Like yeah. that moment of panic, like when you think something bad is going to like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like I've already seen enough death. Like I've seen three loved ones die. I don't need to see another one. Um, yeah. yeah. My, so part when we were talking about like our escape plan with my family, um, this was more at the height of COVID and just 
all of the conspiracies that were going around about what was going to happen kind of, you know, freaked some people out. And so I, (laughs) my sister was worried about my mom, you know, falling behind. So she was having me and my mom's like 90 pounds, 95 pounds. So she was having me squat my mom on my back to make sure that like, if she needed to, we could pick her up and take her with. <laughs> and I could do it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I got to that. these thick thighs over here. I don't think it's going to come to that. And I think that in those situations, it was just kind of a joke, but yeah. like. It was entertaining. Yeah. So I think in those like situations, it's it's better to like, they, they say, I mean, you, you watch The Walking Dead. I mean, the elderly and the young, they're the first to go. They're gone. Yeah. If, I mean, if you really do want to like survive, they kind of just, you got to keep pushing. Right. Right. That's why I told Sam, I was like, just leave me, take the dogs, try to survive. I'm a goner. Which just kind of brings me to like my the next thing I wanted to talk about. So I wouldn't want to witness the end of the world if I had kids personally. Oh yeah, no, definitely so not. Current state would be fine, but I literally felt like I was like dying today. <laughs> um, I had like this sharp pain in my side. And then I'm also getting, like, really, really bad cramps. And, like, I know we want to do, like, a whole episode, like, on birth control and stuff. But currently, I'm off of birth control. And my hormones are all sorts of out of whack still. Like, they were before. They still are. And I, like, haven't had a period for, like, two months. And so I've taken, like, two pregnancy tests just to make sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I've just been, like, kind of freaking out. But I'm, like come on like I I need to get my period like I want to have sex but also like I don't know like you can track your periods but that's only if your period is regular yeah and now I'm just like kind of freaked out have you ever been checked for polycystic ovarian syndrome because that's you know how that was my first I so I think I don't know because I have a lot of the symptoms actually yeah so that's the first thing is I noticed I wasn't having periods regularly anymore. Granted, I was 15. and I, I thought, never did. I thought I was pregnant. Yeah. So like I... Pre-birth control, I never did. I... Pre-birth control, I did for about a, a couple years when I was like... Because I started my period when I was like 12. So actually, no, I did until I was sexually active. And then I noticed that my periods were getting kind of whack. And then we went in and they did a pelvic ultrasound like instantly. Mm-hmm. Almost. I think it took me like a month to get diagnosed. But with the pelvic ultrasound, they just put the they put the wand in and you can see all of your cysts. Oh, wow. Like you can physically see. Yeah. It's it's like my ovaries or popcorns. I've been I've definitely been wondering, but I also like which again, like I feel like you can look anything up and if you have a couple of the symptoms, you start to worry that it's something that you have. But I feel like it's more insulin resistance. So I don't know. Which is also a side of polycystic is ovarian it? syndrome. Oh, okay. So maybe. a lot of women with polycystic ovarian syndrome end up having to be on metformin. So that way... Are you um, on it? I was on it for a little bit, but it I didn't like the side effects, so I stopped taking it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it helps your body kind of regulate that, and it mm-hmm. helps keep you from getting diabetes. So like a lot of people okay. see, okay, well, you're on metformin. You must be diabetic. No, that's not the case. I'm trying to prevent it. Right now, I'm just trying to, like, do it through diet and exercise, mm-hmm. like, regulate everything. And this is just, like, so, uh, more of a self-diagnosis. I do – I've had labs done as far as, like, hormones and stuff, and I mm-hmm. do know my hormones are all fucked up. Um, it's another sign of polycystic syndrome. I know. <laughs> so – but you can balance your hormones from diet and exercise, so I'm working on that now. But, yeah, it's it's been a struggle. Girl, you know I know all about struggles. But, yeah, the thing about polycystic ovarian syndrome is, like, one, you can work out twice as much as someone who doesn't mm-hmm. have it and not lose a single pound. Yeah. Uh, you when retain COVID water first started, like crazy. 
when COVID first started, I was determined to come out of COVID hotter, which is, this is like back when we thought it was like two weeks, then the three months. And, you know, now we are however many years later, but I would, was working out constantly. I would go on like four mile walks every day. In addition to like workouts, eating super healthy and I gained weight. Yeah. And I like I, I I literally cannot lose weight. I mean, we've talked about this. Like it's been a struggle and it's so so frustrating because I'm like I eat so fucking healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like why is this happening? Yeah, I would maybe make an appointment with your gynecologist and see what she thinks because one having abnormal periods the reason you so here's the reason they put women with poly, on poly ugh, with polycystics ovarian syndrome on birth control is because you need to shed your eggs every month. If you are not naturally shedding your eggs every month, you increase your chance of ovarian cancer by like over 50%. Seriously? Yes. So I went five years not on birth control and I didn't have a single period during, well, no, I take that back. I went five years without birth control. And then on year four, um, I lost a whole bunch of weight and then I just couldn't stop bleeding and what it was is my body was shedding all of these eggs that it had stored up right and um my body just doesn't filter it and then um again it was still irregular like sometimes I would go two weeks without a period sometimes I would go like it would stop for three days and then it'd start again it was just all out of whack so yeah when I went back to my gynecologist and I told her what's going on she was like you cannot do that at all. You need to have a period every month unless there's birth control that prevent it. So now I have the next plan on and that because of my weight with the next plan on, it um, prevents me from having a period the like not naturally. So okay. there's actually hormones that are blocking my period right. instead of me. So I'm not shedding or I'm not shedding the egg at all. So. Okay. Yeah. Since I, so it's been like, two months so like technically like last month I didn't have a period so I feel like that's why I feel like shit right now because I do think it is coming I hope um but I just feel like it's gonna be like fucking awful since I essentially skipped last period yeah so if like so for me I would still have and even now you still we're still having our going through our cycle still having the menstrual cycle but we're not actually shedding the eggs and that's because the cysts are preventing the eggs from from being able to actually release and go down mm. the fallopian tubes okay um but yeah. yeah i think i have like my next appointment in july that's good so I'll i would i recommend her. it yeah and at least i would have answers too mm-hmm. so but yeah so took two pregnancy tests this over the last two months and um I'm good so at least you know at least it's not that yes (laughs) but speaking of not being pregnant kids do you want them this is a great question say I mean my entire life I always thought we've talked about this before I would have six kids yeah six to twelve kids the limit does not exist I would be fine with anything um then I became an adult (laughs) yeah and I saw that shit is expensive (laughs) yeah and like it's so much harder for us now than what it was back then so like we have it way harder financially than what our parents did right we have it way harder than you know their parents did um it's how the how the hell are we supposed to financially I I don't want to have kids if I can't financially take care of them right and I don't want to have kids if you know we are going to continue to harm the earth that we need um but I want kids more than I want anything and so right now I'm just kind of it's it's kind of a wait and see but me and Sam came up with a five-year plan okay okay should I share my five-year plan with the world sure So right now we're hoping to, we're fixing up the house. Hopefully in two years, interest rates will go back down. You know, everything will kind of settle down a little bit. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. For myself. (laughs) Two to to three years. Um, Then we will sell the house. We'll probably get married sometime in between then. Um, We'll sell the house. We want to move somewhere a little more blue. So. Okay. (laughs) We're going to move because I'm trying to stay remote forever. And he, there's like a, like 
where he works, there's several different plants. So mm-hmm. we'll just choose somewhere near one of those or he'll just start all over. At Do a you have boundary. a state city in mind? Um, we, that's the problem. He wants to be by a river or a lake or <laughs> something like with mountains. Yeah. And I'm like, I want the beach. Um, my dream place would be like somewhere where it snows in the winter and is warm in the summer. So mm-hmm. I was thinking like Maine, Maryland, New Hampshire, that type of area. area. Yeah. But okay. So going back to your five-year plan. So, so we would sell the house um, and then hopefully we uh, would start a new life there, kind of chaos free. So we want to, you know, Sam has felonies. He's done his time. He's lived his life. Um, we would take some of the money that we get from my house and um, get his felonies expunged okay, um, or whatever it's called. I think it is expunged. And so that way, hopefully, like, if I can't have kids, at least I can foster to adopt. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I can't have my own kids, which is totally fine, I would love to take a whole family in. Like, if... if, I love that. You never know. And I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I can be a temporary mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if women out there, they just... It's... We've talked about it. It's hard. It is so, so hard these pressures and society and like our government isn't really taking care of us. And so when you have issues or if you aren't raised like the right way, it's so easy to, to lose control. And I can't imagine what it's like to have three or four kids and have an accident and relapse or whatever the situation is. You fall in love with the wrong person. I will come. I will be, your kid's temporary mom and I will gladly give them back to you. It doesn't matter if they're damaged. They can be little hellions. <laughs> I will be okay with that. Yeah. Um, and then I will give them back to you whenever you're ready. Do you know that I've always wanted to adopt? I, Did you know this about me? I did know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I love that. Yeah. I, I definitely like, or, do you want to like foster to adopt or do you just want to adopt? Um, I, I think it just depends. I and, and I know it I hope it doesn't come off wrong, but I do know that like fostering to adopt is like the cheaper route technically. Um so I think it just kind of depends like where I am financially. I also just would probably love to foster as well. Like I feel like maybe in like 3 years if I'm not in like a serious relationship, I may look to foster to adopt myself if I know it's harder as a single person, but I don't think it's impossible. Not anymore. It's it's absolutely not impossible to foster to adopt so anymore. I think I would maybe maybe like to pursue that or maybe just continue to foster and, and kind of see how where it goes. Um, but yeah, I would also be open to adopting just in general. But I like Sam and I talked about it. I'm okay with not having kids. For the first time in my life, I can say that. Yeah. Do you know how hard, like, that, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. It is. Like, I'm, I have. I think it's very freeing for me personally. I, my entire life, I didn't see this life without kids. Mm-hmm. But some fucked up shit has happened to me, and I don't have a strong family behind me. Like, we are on the verge. We are cracking at the seams. Cool. And this week, time will only tell, like. If we're, are we going to make it? Are we not going to make it? I don't think that we are. So I just kind of want to start anew. And my idea of a family isn't, you know, your cookie cutter kind. And I would love to take a 10, a 13, a 17 year old, you know, or even like, I would love to take those 17 year olds and try to help them learn how to be an adult. There was one night I... I get in my feels a lot. Like I feel like since like I have all these hormone imbalances in my body, I just, I cry at happy things. I cry at sad things, which that's also just part of my personality. I feel same. And I don't know how it happened. Oh, I think it was because I was like getting (laughs) so upset because so many people will post puppies that need to be adopted, which I fully think that you should adopt. Don't shop. Is that the thing? And for the love of God, if you need to shop, don't for, don't buy a doodle. 
<laughs> but everyone posts all the dogs that need adopted. And guess it is heartbreaking for sure. My heart breaks for them as well. But this just like put into my mind. I'm like, do you know how many kids are in the foster care system that also fucking need adopted? Yep. And so then I went to like the Indiana adopts gov website. I don't really know what it is that I think it's something like that. And I was just looking at, they have, they literally like dogs put pictures of kids out there with their stories and some with videos at least for Indiana and all of these kids are like older like obviously all the babies get adopted but they're like five to ten years old and they just need families and I was just sobbing for like a fucking hour looking at this page so again I've worked in the medical field my entire adult life and it's actually pretty sad because people do see foster kids as a paycheck yeah and in my time I have seen foster abuse I mean that's another really sad part is is these kids get ripped away from their their home their their parents that they know right. and then given to these people Strangers. that see them as a paycheck and so like I I it's it is it's so 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 heartbreaking and that's why I think I just would like in three years again like if I'm like still single or whatever I think I just would love to to give a kid a safe home where they feel loved. And I don't know. So very similar to you, I always, always, always thought that I was meant to be a mom. It was like the one thing that I like knew in my heart and in my soul. But I didn't think like, oh, I wanted, I want to physically have a kid. Like I've always been like, I want to adopt a kid. Like I have enough love in my heart to bring like bring a kid in like it's there I mean they would be mine like not yeah just legally you know what I mean yep I know exactly what you mean and so I don't know like I and I kind of struggle too it's like do I really want to have it like my own child like I think it would personally depend on like my partner whether I want to actually physically have a kid too, because I know some people like really love the idea of like passing on their genes. To me, I could fucking care less. Like a kid, whether you adopt them or whether you push them out of yourself or get them cut out of you, that is the most equally, selfish equally reason. The to me. That is the most selfish reason. Honestly, we shouldn't even be fucking reproducing right now. I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it's selfish. I do. I kind of think like the idea of having a little kid that has my craziness in them running around is like a beautiful thought yes or like if they possess like characteristics of a future partner of mine like I think that's actually really beautiful and I can get both sides of it but for me like it wouldn't be necessary yeah I think yeah, I, I completely agree with you 100%. And the reason I would want to have my own kid is for the same reason. Like, I want to know what it's like to have that instant motherly love, like that thing that everyone talks about. I just kind of want to experience it. Um, But like everyone that I know that has adopted says that like they it's they think it, it's probably the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just know how like so I used to work, you know, in childcare for 10 years. Like I know how much I loved those children. I know like one of my best friends just had a baby. Like I know how much I fucking love him. Oh, yeah. And so I already like, I, I don't know. Like I don't know if I'm assuming it might be a little bit different, like having your own kid, whether it's adopting or having them yourself but at the same time I I don't know and that's like what scares me the most about adoption and this is extremely naive it's just something that's stuck in the back of my head is like I love my niece don't get me wrong but she's the one kid that I've had the most in my life so like there when I was when she was just a wee little loss I would get off work and I would dad would drop her off at my apartment or mom would come to work with her and I would go home with her and I just got off a 12 hour shift. I would stay up because I was working like night shift. I would stay up 
Um, and then dad or mom would come and pick her up and I, it was like an everyday thing. And it was so, so, so much that like, I couldn't wait to give her back. You know what I mean? And it's (laughs) one of those things like when you're a parent and you adopt, like that's your kid, you can't give it back. Right. And I, so last year, like, you know, when I was going through all that shit, like, you know, like my friend died and then my mom was like having some health problems and like it got really scary and she was in the hospital for 10 days. And during that time, I was like emotionally exhausted and I truly thought, how the fuck do people parent during times like these? Like for me, I am always like the rock in the family. So I'm the one that's making sure everyone else is okay. And so because I take on that role, I I feel like it takes more energy just to make sure everyone else is okay before myself. Mm-hmm. And so then if you add a child on top of that or maybe two children, three, who you know, that that's a lot. Like you have to be completely selfless, which I do think I have that capacity, but kind of like what you were saying where you're like for the first time in your life, you're okay if you don't have kids. I started like I I love my life and all the freedom that I have and I love that I can just on a whim go take a trip to Nashville which is what I'm doing in a couple of weeks like I don't I don't know I th- I think I would be like where I'm at now is I would will be okay if I don't have kids but I do feel like at the on my deathbed if I didn't I probably it would be a regret yeah I agree that's where I'm at so I feel like it's not like a 100% yes but also I personally have found or not found but also I personally feel like if I met the right person I might feel a little bit different because up until this point like who have, who's been in my life that I like want to like make them, you know, my baby daddy. Right. And I have so much trauma around like, you know, my, you know, relationship with my dad, like the thought of bringing a kid into this world with someone that will suck. Like that's traumatizing. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think that people, when you're like, how do people with kids do this? They like, are all thinking to themselves you just got to do it and like that's my answer to everything like especially now do you know how many times I've told Sam how are we going to get through this and he's always like we just do and we do it every single time true and we come out even stronger yeah and I guess like you know it's unfortunate like the things that I've went through my past and I am like a very very strong person but very similar to that mentality, I all, I know that, that I can go through hell and still come out being a good person. Yes. And so, like, yeah, I, I do know, like, I could fucking parent. But I it will be very, very hard when you go through things. Like, I definitely know that. And everyone agrees, like, parenting is probably, like, one of the hardest things you have to do. Yeah. And when I – I've already decided that if I have, like, no matter what, whether I adopt – or whether I have children while I start to foster and I'm, I'm doing the fostering thing or when I'm pregnant and then I'm getting bigger and further along in my pregnancy, I want to make a notebook of what type of mom I want to be. I'm going to read all of the books. I'm going to do all of the things. And like one thing that I want to be different for my kids versus what I had is I want them to know that like I am not perfect mm-hmm. and I make mistakes 100% and when I do make mistakes I'm gonna apologize for them and try to make it better because just because I'm a mom or just because like there's I'm I might be ahead of someone in life doesn't mean that I'm always in the right no I actually really love that and I've definitely thought about like how I would parent differently or how I would parent in general because one thing I love to do is just think about everything. <laughs> and I think that's that's really amazing, though, because I think when kids see someone as perfect, they themselves are afraid to make mistakes and not be perfect. And so if you're allowing that in the home, then they will feel more comfortable with you and coming to you when they are making mistakes and like 
that's just I personally would want to be the type of parent where my kids feel comfortable talking to me about anything and everything. Like I don't want to be like their BFF all the time, but I also want them to know that they can say absolutely anything and be absolutely who they are. And I want them to like grow with that. Yeah. And it like, I think of my parents and I don't think I've ever heard them ever say that they are sorry, even when I know that they're wrong. And my parents struggle with that too. And I've forced I think, my mom to say it now, but I'm not there with my dad. <laughs> well, I think that it's that entire generation. Or tell me if I'm wrong. So please email the Ope girls if you have an explanation as to why parents don't apologize for things. Um, if you're a parent and you have like a three or five, 10, 18, 17 year old and you listen to this, Please explain to us, like, do you, I want to know a situation where you realize that you were in the wrong and you apologize. I'm not saying sorry. Like, obviously my mom would say sorry if she accidentally hurt me as far as like physicality. Right. But not anything emotional or mental. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hate to break it to all of you parents, like no one is perfect. So where did that cycle, like, where did I learn that I'm not perfect how did that happen that's kind of I think about that a lot too and it's like we were always taught to apologize when we hurt someone's feelings but it's like do they just not think that they just because they're our parent that they don't hurt our feelings I don't I really I would love to like hear what a psychologist thinks of it because you know when I fuck up I try to apologize. If I hurt someone's feelings, I feel terrible and I want to make it better. And so like, that's actually something like that I like work on, like with my mom is like, it doesn't like, just because I'm coming to her to tell her like, Hey, this hurt, like you hurt my feelings or this wasn't okay with me. Doesn't mean I'm attacking her. Like I'm not attacking her character. I'm not attacking her. Like I just want to talk about it because I love to fucking talk about my feelings and it's not okay for me to just move on when something really upset me. Like I, I struggle to move on unless there's a conversation. So I'm like trying to like work with her and teach her like, Hey, like when stuff like this happens and please, and I always encourage, like if I'm hurting your feelings, come to me, let's talk about it. So I, I don't know. So I'm trying to do that with my parents and it just comes with like way more manipulation and toxicity. Yeah. That's how it is with the other parents. (laughs) And it's, we're not there yet, (laughs) but I think that's awesome that you do that with your mom though, because I mean, everyone needs to realize that you're just not perfect and everyone fucks up. Yeah. Every single parent, you're, you all will fuck up your kids one way or another. And that's also kind of scary, too. Like, not only are we going to fuck them up if I ever get to the point where I can have children, but also the world is – and I, I, I know probably every single generation has thought this. Like, I had an uncle that said that he never wanted to bring kids into this world, and this was years ago you know, because of the world today. And I just feel like it keeps getting worse and worse. And I don't know if it's getting worse or if we're just seeing it more because of social media or whatever it is. But it it is kind of scary, to, like, to think about bringing a child into this world when, like, their rights may be, like, if I, I, if I have a daughter, like, their rights are maybe going to be taken away soon. Like, it it's just a scary thought. Again, that's why I said we want to move somewhere more blue. <laughs> yeah. um, and I also am just going to put a opinionated uh, answer to your question. Yes, the world, it's social media is the problem because people disassociate themselves with being a human being and just type in their beliefs right. and what they think. All the Karens. Uh, yeah. And, and they disassociate. Like, if you were saying those stuff to a real human, you wouldn't ever say that. And so right. right now we're completely divided based on social media and fake news. Like, U.S. propaganda is so toxic. And I hate to break it to everyone, but, like, you need to check your news stations. Like, because there's a very popular one that is a news channel, but is actually signed up like legalities. 
as entertainment television. Hmm. So if you try to sue any of their anchors that are not necessarily reporting the news, because that's not what they do. Um, if you try to sue them for uh, slander or defamation, slander or defamation, <laughs> you can't because they're technically just like what E! News would be. Okay. But people, because they see news channel in their title, they think that's real. And because they have educated people and politicians on there and it's legal, this is all totally perfectly legal. Right. And it is the definition of fake news. And right. so like, and, and every news station can do this essentially to a certain degree. Um, so, I mean, there's so much fake propaganda out there, fake news, like, and social media has made it so, so much worse. We are the most divided we've ever been. So I think that's another reason why I'd be okay with not having kids too. Yeah. But I also, then I kind of like teeter and think, well, we need, cause I feel like <laughs> this is like so generalized, but I feel like the stupid people aren't going to stop having kids. Like it's the more intelligent people that see what's fucking going wrong with the world. And we're the ones that are selfish. Like, making more well yes that's or what people will call us smart or like more smart decisions and saying like i don't know that i want to bring a child into this world but aren't we the ones that should be raising kids to be kind and to be thoughtful and to be smart and impact the world because i'm like well i could which like yeah you'd never know how your child's going to turn out which is also another thing that's kind of fucking scary yeah but you, like you know someone had to raise you know, the mass shooters in this world. And I hope that never happens to me. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if I'm the one raising them, they got to be influenced a little bit. Right. Right. (laughs) I think that, yes, absolutely. Genetics play a huge factor, like as far as like mental illness too, and what we eat as far as like hormones and all that. It's yeah, it's, it's the unknown. And that's terrifying. Like if you know, that you are going to be a mom and you 100% know that's great. I just recommend, you know, read a book about other how to how to properly parent a child. Right. Read multiple books. Like I Maybe that's the difference now because there's so much so many more resources and we talk about it all the time about how to be a good parent. Now, I babysat for the world's greatest parents. Like there's this one couple um, that I can think of. Like to this day, I would love to raise my kids how they have. And I don't Aww. even know what it is. Like they they have good kids. They don't talk about politics with their kids, but every they still ask them what's important to them. So that way they have a mind. Right. And so like in the last election, they asked them, so who who do you guys want to be president? One of them said Donald Trump and the other one said Biden. And they asked them why. And they just... That's it. Yeah. End of conversation. I love that because it allows them to have their own opinion and not feel bad for it. Exactly. Like be your own. Like I like that's what. So I think a lot of our like so our parents generation had expectations for us and they thought. So I feel like, OK, for example, like my mom specifically, I feel like when she had kids she had this idea of who would we would become. So the thought of her children not having children or not being married by a certain age is like the most devastating thing to her. Like she's so proud of us, but I just know she wants to be a grandma. And in my opinion, that's not fair to like have children and have expectations of what we do. Like she doesn't get to choose that for me, you know? And so yeah, I think it's beautiful to just – allow your child to flourish and be exactly who they are so like if you were someone that played football or were a dancer and you just want your son or daughter to grow up and do the same things that you did I think it's great if they choose to but having that expectation on them I think it's kind of crippling to kids like if they want to great but if they want to choose you know, to be an artist or a singer or like, you know, play an instrument instead. I think you just need to kind of let them blossom into the human that they're going to be because later in life, they'll be 
I feel like way more successful and way happier if they just follow what drives them. I couldn't agree with you more. That's a beautiful way to put it. And I think that we are all born differently, but we are all born the way that they are. Like my parents didn't produce an emo child. An emo (laughs) child just came from like the ground and was like, hi, I'm here and I hate everyone. Like I was a horrible teenager when it came to like my emotions because I had zero control of them. I was constantly crying and laughing and fighting and all these things like with my parents about almost everything, like the tiniest of things. Um, So like, but also would I be the same person if I didn't have to hide who I was about like things, you know, because I used to change in the bathroom at school. Really? Yeah. I always wondered if people did that. I would in, in sixth grade, it was the worst. So I would pack my book bag. I would put clothes in my book bag. And then when the bus dropped us off, I would go right into the bathroom. I would change and I'd come, come out in my skimpy clothes. <laughs> Like the plaid skirt, fish Did you and ever get boots. sent home and then get in trouble for it? No. So, like, no. But I did get in trouble for my cleavage a lot. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is, is no one wanted to actually be the person to write me up for it because <laughs> of the fact that I was a 12-year-old they would have girl. to admit that they're looking at your boobs. <laughs> yeah. So I would, it would just be a conversation that the teachers would have with me and they right. would say like, listen, we have a dress code policy. You need to start following it. And so I was afraid of getting in trouble. So I stopped changing my clothes in the bathroom. Okay. We lived in our bedrooms mm-hmm. away from people. Yep. And when I was with my family, yep. I was listening to music. So, like, Same. I had headphones in constantly. I was disassociated with my family because I felt restricted, whether or not it's because of my music or whatever. I just didn't feel like welcomed, you know? But essentially, I think that we both are on the page, like, kids take them or leave them but like the sad fact I think we can both come to like the conclusion is to millennial women is the fact that society right now is the reason that's holding us back from having like knowing exactly that we want to be parents it also sucks because society is the one that tells us we have to (laughs) yeah it's funny how that's a double-edged sword there but so on to an even better highlight do you have an op story for us today I do. So for the longest time, I thought blue balls was a legit thing. Like you thought that the balls turned blue? No, I thought like it was like excruciatingly painful to guys. Oh, Because you know it's not, right? Yeah, they just ejaculate in their sleep if 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 it comes to it. But like when they're really horny... It's just annoying. Like it is for us. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it's not actually painfully blue balls. Right. So I always thought this, and honestly, the reason I thought about, or like thought this was real is because one time I had this boyfriend and like when I say boyfriend, it wasn't like anything super serious. I was really young. Well, I think we only dated for like two or three months, like officially, like we probably like talked for a couple Mm -hmm. months before. I, back in the day, I was kind of, like, sexually stunted a little bit. I, some things had happened. Like, I will get into that probably on a later episode. But I just wasn't super comfortable, like, having sex with someone right away. I was somewhat of a pillow princess as well, is what some <laughs> people would call me. <laughs> okay, elaborate what that term means. Um, So, like, I'll just lay there and they can pleasure me, but I wouldn't, like, do anything back. I love your style. Uh, which I would give him hand jobs, but like, as probably any guy listening knows, no one can give them a better hand job than themselves. <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially, like, we were dating for like probably like two or three months. Every time I would spend the night, he would just like make me feel so fucking bad because I wouldn't give him a blow job. And he was like, come on. Like, and he would like beg me to do it. And he's like, but you're giving me blue balls. And he would tell me like, it would be so fucking painful. And so I was like, well, let me just give you a hand job then. And he would get so mad. And he's like, it's not the same. 
Like, how manipulative is that? I mean, this is like from the beginning, I was getting super Brock Turner vibes. Um, if you don't know who that is, that's a guy that raped the girl behind the dumpster and only yes. got three months probation. Yep. Um, because he was an outstanding young boy. <laughs> yeah. And this was a And anyone that would thing. see this guy would probably say that. So I absolutely think that this guy is a douche monkey. 100%. A douche McGee, if you will. Um, yeah, no, fuck that. He's a hypocrite. Uh, he's rapey. He's sounds kind of sexist and misogynistic. Um, For sure. Fuck this guy. But not literally. Um, yeah. Also, this is the same person <laughs> that while we were like making out, he was on top of me. Like, I think dirty talk is super sexy now. Like, it's something that I'm actually trying to work on getting better at because I do feel like it's like a skill that has to be worked. Mm-hmm. But he, while we're making out, not even like, obvi- like I never had sex with him. I never gave him a blowjob just to spite him. He whispered into my ear, you're so smart. And I don't know why it was just like the thing that like turned me off the most. And like out of all the dirty things and I mean, which it's not even dirty, like all of, out of all the things you could say to me, you're going to like whisper like, you're so smart. I want to know who this man is so I can go find him and beat him with a shovel. <laughs> he is 100% mi- misogynistic. He sounds like he's a Hoosier for sure. Um, uh, what the fuck? Isn't that weird? Yeah, no. He was validating you in the most offensive type of way. Because, Abby, you are smart. I you know. You are a brilliant and young woman. And the fact that he's telling you, you that in bed is kind of an insult. It, that's just, oh, I don't know, like. It was just the weirdest thing to me. Like, I just couldn't. I almost started, like, bursting out laughing. And that's, like, not the thing that you want to do when you're trying to be sexy in the bedroom. I just didn't say anything. Like, what what do I say back? Like, go into his ear. Thank you. (laughs) Like, what? I don't know what you say back. Like, I I didn't say anything. (laughs) I mean, I'm a queen of getting myself into horrible situations, but... That would be like right over my head if I were in your shoes. But in my love language is words of affirmation. But in that moment, do not whisper your. Oh, I think he also said, "You're so funny." (laughs) Thanks, but also (laughs) read the room, man. This is not what I want to hear right now. Like, tell me how wet I am. (laughs) I have so many thoughts on this man so do I know this guy no damn oh also one other like thing that I wanted to say about this guy but sorry I feel like you're about to ask some questions but um so he got so okay so this uh, other couple that we would hang out with um would crash like at his house because he had like a loft upstairs with a bed he found after they stayed the night, like a little tiny piece of a condom wrapper upstairs. So obviously he knew that they had sex, which it's like you're bringing 21. I think we were 21 at the time, like 21 year olds back to your house after a night of drinking. Like, of course they're going to fuck upstairs. Like anyone would think that. Was he mad? He got so irrationally mad at me because it was like my best friend at the time for them having sex upstairs because not because they had sex it's because he was the only one that didn't get a blowjob or fuck and he told me that and he's like I can't have people staying at my house if I'm not also getting like getting laid and so he said that they couldn't spend the night anymore barf isn't this awful uh so abby is very kind for not outing this douche (laughs) um but if you know a guy like this email us because we this is disgusting like what that's like some type of like master manipulation but like at the same time do you know how i like i will tell you how to get good at dirty talking i just do it to sam all the time like in the in the grocery store he'll be like do you want pop tarts and i'll be like no i want you to bend down while i shove this hard banana up your butt (laughs) but a little bit more seductive so guys 
email us all the juicy grossness that we want to know at theopegirlspod at gmail.com. Or you can slide into our Instagram or Twitter DMs. Abby, you want to throw those handles? Ope Girls Pod everywhere. And you can follow me at Abby McCarville. And I exist, but shouldn't. <laughs> so thank you guys and have a great week. Thank you. Oh.